Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another segment, another episode of Food for Your Soul Inspirational. I am so excited to get to read God's word and really see what God is is allowing us to know in his word. This segment is called The Perfect Will of God. Amen. We are going to be digging into the word and God is going to be um, allowing us to know what his perfect will is for our lives. Amen. Amen. And I just want to take this time to thank all of you that are coming and listening and um, getting the word of God and letting the word of God dwell in you richly as you go throughout your day. Amen. Amen. And so, again, I am so, so excited. So stay tuned. I will be adding to um, this segment episodes every single day as we continue to dig in God's word and take his word and apply it into our lives. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. And thank you again for listening. And don't forget to share, 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 share this podcast and be a blessing. Welcome. Here is our first episode of the perfect will of God. Amen. Thank you so much again for tuning in. We are going to the word of God. Amen. We are going to the word of God. Let's pray. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgiveth our debt as we forgiveth our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the power. For thine is the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for fortifying us with your word. Lord God, as we go deeper into what your will is for our lives, Lord God, give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us understanding, Father God, of your word, Lord God. And continue to lead and guide us in your truth. I love you, Lord God. We love you and we thank you so much for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We are going to Galatians 1, 3, and 4. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 1, 3 through 4. Amen. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. To whom be all the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Amen.
We are also going to go to 1 John 3 and 8. The perfect will of God for our lives. Amen. Galatians. Oh, I'm sorry. 1 John. 1 John. 1 John 3 and 8. 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. I might as well read 9 too. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. For he, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hebrew, we're going to go over to Hebrews. Uh, Hebrew. <laughs> 2 14 and 15 amen hebrew 14 and 15 glory to god i had my my um scriptures already uh marked but unfortunately i don't know what happened okay here we go hebrew 2 14 and 15 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil amen write down these scriptures i want you to go back and read them again glory to god this is god letting us know what his plan is for our lives even though we have an adversary. Psalms 91, 1 through 4. He that dwelleth in the secret places of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the foil and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His trust shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that waiteth at noonday. 
A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. Only with thy eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy refuge, even the most high thy inhabitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of thy ways. Thy shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thy dash thy foot against the stone. Thy shall tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion shall thy trumpet under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore shall I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen and amen. To be honest, I didn't mean to read the whole thing, but I just get in it and I can't stop. <laughs> so I just thank God. Anyway, we read that whole thing. I just read it in the whole entirety. Psalms 91. Glory to God. So we see in Psalms 91, God is, uh, he is our refuge. He is our fortress. And he said he will deliver us from the evils of this world. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to give our lives totally over to him. And the only way for us to do this is by making some adjustments. We have to adjust our lives to God's will. Amen. His perfect will for our lives. We have to make adjustments to our lives. Jesus told his disciples to follow me. And they dropped everything and they followed him. They left their father at the fishing bank. They left their boats. They left their nets. They left everything and followed him. So we have to be sure that we are a part of God's work. We have to be sure that we are a part of God's work. God is calling us to be strong. Amen. In Ephesians, it talks about the Lord um, making us strong by his power and his might. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God is calling us to be strong in his power. Amen. Psalms 37, 1 through 7. Let's just, we're going to just uh, go there. Psalms 37 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy evidence, 
against the worker workers of iniquity. The word of God is telling us to fret not. Don't get angry. Don't get frustrated and, 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 and want to, to do something to the evildoers. At least you be like the evildoers. He said, don't fret thyself. Amen. Don't be angry. It's enough going in the world for us to be angry. But it's still the word tells us not to be angry. Not to be. Not to fret is what he's what he said. We can be angry and sin not. He said, be angry, but sin not. Amen. So it's okay for us to be angry about the things that are going on in this world because it it, it it's going to anger us but he said fret not thyself because of the evil doers for the evil doers have their reward just like we just read in in Psalms 91 for the wicked for the he said for the righteous shall see the wicked the um the reward of the wicked so the righteous shall see the reward of the wicked amen now i'm not going to read all the way down but i like i said i want you to go back and actually read this it talks about in in number 4 to delight ourselves in the lord and he shall Give us the desires of our heart. Amen. Delight ourselves in the Lord. He said, rest in him and be patient. For this is the perfect will of God. That we will rest in him and be patient. Amen. Know that God is in control. He is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. Our faith in Jesus is built on our salvation, on faith. Amen. We have faith in Jesus. Glory to God. So no matter what is going on in this evil world, God wants us to still do his good work in the land. Regardless of what the evildoers are doing. We are to still continue to work his good work in the earth, in the land. Amen. It's all about God's good work. Glory to God. We are called to do his great work in the earth. To dwell in his good work. Dwell. That word dwell. Means to stay still. Stay in it. Stay in doing his good work. Because the wicked 
won't win. The wicked will not win. Psalms 37 and 10. Psalms 37 and 10. For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. For a little while and the wicked shall not be. Amen. The evildoers will be cut off. The Lord is telling us to wait upon him. Wait upon him. He has a plan, a perfect will for our lives. Amen. He has the perfect will for our lives. So in, in, in Psalms 37 and 10 tells us that just a little while and the wicked will be no more. That right there is something to really rejoice about. Amen. Because there's going to be one day that the wicked will be no more. We don't have to worry about nobody going up into a school and, and, and shooting innocent children. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Just a little while and the wicked will be no more. So as we wait upon God, he wants us to be meek. He wants us to be meek. He wants us to live in meekness. Let's go to Psalms 25 and 9. Psalms 25 and 9. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. Amen. Just a little bit of letting you know that God will guide us. He will guide us in judgment. And the meek will he teach his way. This is the perfect will of God. He is teaching us his way. We cannot do it our way. We have to do it God's way because it is God's will for our lives. Amen. Not our will. That's why Jesus said... Not my will, Father, but your will be done. It is all about God's will. Amen. We can live in strength. We can live in strength. We can live in this strength that Jesus gives us, that God gives us, and only God can give us. We can live in this strength that only God can give us. Amen. So we, in this strength, we dwell in the Lord. In the strength of the Lord, we dwell in him. We have to make a difference in this land. 
as we are passing through. Because this is not our home. This is not our home. We are just passing through. And I heard this said today in Bible study. We are like aliens. We're not going to be here very long. We're just passing through here. But we, but God have set us here. He has put us here for his purpose and for his will. For us to help someone else. Amen. We are his light. He called us. He called us salt. He called us the salt of the of the of the earth. He called us the light that is lit. Amen. And brightens. He called us his sheep. Amen. This is God's will for our life. We have to make a difference in this land. God has purpose for our lives here in this land while we're here. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 7. Jeremiah 29 and 7. I had my bookmarkers. I don't know how they got messed with but Jesus um well the Lord told us here in Jeremiah 29 and 7 he told us that he want us to be in peace God wants us to be in peace God is faithful he is faithful. He said, whosoever shall keep their mind stayed on me, I shall keep them in perfect peace. God wants us to be in peace. God is faithful. And we have to be faithful to him. We are his sheep. And we can feast on his faithfulness and delight ourselves in the Lord. We can delight ourselves in the Lord and feast upon his faithfulness. We can hold on to his faithfulness. We know that God is faithful. Anybody who has a relationship with God knows that he is faithful. Even those who probably don't, they know, they have a sense to know that God is faithful. He is faithful and he want us to delight ourselves in him. So let us not focus on the problems that we see in this world. And it's hard not to think about them. But it's not really that hard, I'm going to be honest, because we have to keep our mind stayed on Jesus so that we can have that perfect peace. And then when we see these situations going on, we say we can we can 
we can quote God's word and say, you know what? We see we we're going to see the reward of the wicked. We're going to see the reward of the wicked. And then we can go to the word and we can say we shall not fret ourselves. We shall not fret over the evil doers, over the works of the evil doers. Amen. But we shall pray for them. And we shall be uh on our knees and praying for them because they need prayer. Amen. They need prayer. They need our prayers. So we have to be in tune with God and he will act. He will act on our behalf. He will. But God has a perfect will. Amen. He has a perfect will for our lives. Glory to God. Thank you so, so very much for um, listening and just taking God's word and, and just grabbing it and, and pulling it to you and applying it to your life. Amen. I am I am so, so happy that God has allowed us to know his perfect will for our lives. And that we can take it and apply it to our lives every day. We can read God's word every day. Read his word. Read his word. Get more understanding as the Holy Spirit gives us understanding. And gives us wisdom on how to, to, to live a, a God-will life. Amen. Because if you know better then you can do better glory to god you can begin to make those adjustments little by little you're not going to be able to do it overnight but you can make the necessary steps to make those adjustments in your life as i have to also do it in my life as well amen we all have to make some adjustments in our life we have to adjust our life to god in his word Amen. Have a blessed, blessed, prosperous day in the Lord. And remember to share this podcast and be a blessing. Hello, hello, and welcome back again to another episode. We are continuing this episode and this segment the perfect will of God this is a new day that the Lord has made he wants us to rejoice and be glad in it this is a beautiful morning to seek his word seek him in his kingdom and desire his righteousness. Amen. Okay, so this segment is applying the word to our lives. Applying the word. Amen. 
So until we are ready to make these necessary adjustments that God has set for us a way, his way to do things, his way, to follow God in his way. If we do not follow God in his way, we will be of little use to God. Not saying that God won't use us because he will always find a way to use us and some and have opportunities to use us to um to for his glory. Amen. But he you know, he will still use us. But not in the way he really desires to use us until we make these necessary adjustments in our life. Until we come to a point of full surrenderance unto him. He will not be able to use us in the power of his might the way he, he wants to desire to, to use us. When we surrender our lives to him, we will begin to see his hand moving in our lives in such a mighty, mighty way. You will notice it. <laughs> it's very noticeable. Amen. So, um, I just wanted to to kind of come and give you know some encouragement um, that is going to help us make these necessary adjustments, Amen, in our lives. So you remember um, Jesus' disciples said unto him. Lord, why couldn't we cast out these devils or these demons that in your name? And Jesus said unto them, he said, this kind only comes by prayer and fasting. So it lets us know that there has to be some adjustments in order for um, God to do what he, you know, the, the, the power of his might, you know, the, before God can really do what he really, really desires to do in our life. There are some things that have to be um, done. And in this case, he was telling them, in order for them to cast out uh, these demons from from uh, the people, that it only comes by prayer and fasting, which meaning that is the adjustment that he is telling his disciples that they had to make. They had to pray and fast. Amen. And because at that time they was not doing that, they was not, uh, they wasn't praying and they wasn't fasting. I don't believe they were praying because they was with 
they was with the Messiah. So they didn't need to. I mean, you know, they was with him. Not saying they didn't need to pray, but I'm just saying they was right there with him. And they didn't need to fast. Even Jesus said, you know, some of the, um, I think it was the Pharisees that said to Jesus, why um, why are they not fasting? Why, why, You know, and Jesus said, there will be a day when they will have to fast. When, um, you know, so this is what Jesus was, was saying. Amen. So we have to, you know, make these adjustments in our life. And it, it couldn't be done. What they wanted to do could not be done until they made those adjustments, until they prayed and fast. Amen. So a lot of us are believing, but we're not obeying God. We're believing, but we're not obeying. God wants our obedience. The word of God tells us obedience is better than sacrifice. So he wants our obedience. Amen. He requires us to align our lives up with his way. Amen. Glory to God. So for an example, let's just say, for an example, if your car needs an alignment, you will know it, right? You're driving, but it keeps like swerving. It keeps changing the sense of direction. That is what God's saying. With our life, if we are not aligned with Him, our life will keep swerving. In the wrong direction. You know, some people, you know, just, you know, there's just some people that just don't want to do it God's way. There's some people that just, they just, they're, they're okay with where they are. I've ran across a couple, I mean, you know, some people that have told me in their own words, you know, I'm fine. I don't need to change anything. You know, me and God, we good. You know, I don't need to do none of that, what you're telling me. But that's out of ignorance because they don't know God's, you know, his way and what his will is for their life. They just think that it is all that it is, is what they see. And that's not true. That's why Jesus said, he said, you know, there will be many that will go the wide, you know, go to the the wide gate. Amen. The wide gate that leadeth to destruction. Instead of the narrow gate that leadeth to life. A lot of people rather take the easy way. Instead of the, the, the way that's going to cause them some un... Uh, you know, some uncomfortableness. And God has allowed me to know his way. Not, it's not like, uh, okay, 
I didn't notice like before. It's like, okay, I know God, you know, we have to live holy. We have to, but now in my life right now, and I don't even know if you really get what I'm saying, but right now in my life where I have come to, where God has brought me to in my life by me want seeking him, he has brought me to a place to me knowing this. Because sometimes we can say we know, but do we really know? Because if we know, we would do. We would do. So why are we not doing? Why are we not doing if we know? You know? So, he let us know that, he's letting us know that narrow, the narrow gate is the way. Jesus is the narrow gate. And it comes with some instructions. Uh, Jesus' way comes with some instructions. It comes with some, some things that we have to change. Because we cannot live where we, you know, live the way we want to live. And, and reap the benefits of, you know, what Jesus has, has promised them who, who um, would take heed to what he is saying. You know, take his word and apply it to our lives. Um, right here it says in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Matthew 13 and... What is that? 13 and... 13 and 14. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Again. Enter ye at the at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth into destruction, and many there be which go in therein. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. So he's I, I looked at the word why he said few there be that find it. He mean find it. Not that it's hidden, but we have to find it in our heart to do it. Amen. We have to find it in our heart to do God's word, uh, his will, and his way. Amen. Let's go a little bit down from there and go to Matthew 7, 22. So Matthew 7, 22 says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name doeth many great wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. So there you see that there are some things that we have to align up with God, with his word. Because Jesus is plainly letting us know. Narrow is the gate. 
And then he's letting you know that if you do not go the narrow way and you do all these works that you think that are going to get you in right standard with him, that's going to get you in the kingdom of God, he is letting you know what then he will tell you. Because whatever is not God's word is sin. Whatever we do that is not lining up with the word of God, it is sin. And no sin will enter into the kingdom of God. It says, um, so, you know, so what are our works? If not by his divine instructions. So what are our works? Our works is nothing. They're nothing. They mean nothing. Even casting out demons, devils, even, um, doing all these other things, wonderful works that, that we may do, you know, helping people and, and doing this and doing all that's good, but that's not going to get us in the kingdom of heaven. The only thing that's going to get us in the kingdom of heaven is God's will and his way. That's it. So that's why God has me seeking his will and his way. I truly believe that. And that's why I'm on here to help others to seek God's will in his way. Okay, so Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the light, and the life, and he's the light. Amen. So Jesus said we must obey his words in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven with fruits. Amen. Okay, so let's go to John 15 and 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abide in me and I abide in him, the same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do no thing. Nothing. You can do no thing without Jesus. So if Jesus is not, if you, if you, if your life is not lined up with his word, you have no fruit to bring to him at that narrow gate. Amen. If a man abide not in me, and this is fifth, uh, John 15 and 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and cast into the fire and is burned. Jesus is simply letting us know we have to do things his way. Um, And yes, we always say, I know this already. I already know this. Why is she telling me something I already know? I'm telling you this because God wants it to be fresh on your mind. He wants it to be fresh on my mind. 
And when something is fresh on your mind, you nine times out of ten you're gonna do it. You're gonna do. You're gonna do it. Amen. If it's fresh on your mind, you're gonna do it. Most times you're gonna do it because if you let that, uh, if you let something that you should have done not be freshly on your mind, you will forget. And guess what? Once you forget, you will not do it. That's fact. Amen. So we are to line up our lives with God's word. Amen. Um, let's go to, well, let's see. We, we're going to go to Joshua 1 and 8. Yeah. Let's go to Joshua 1 and 8. Um, because we cannot divide God's word to fit how we want to live our lives. Simple. We just can't do that. And a lot of people are, are doing that. They, well, they're trying to do that, but it's not going to work. <laughs> and this is why God sends, sends his corrections for us. So that we can, and, and so that we won't error in our lives. Amen. So the same word that God has told Jesus to tell his disciples is the very same word that are for us right now. So let's go to Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and 8. So God tells us that this book shall not depart out of our mouth, but we shall meditate on it day and night, that we may do what is written in this book and do be prosperous and have good success in life. Amen. So it's all about God's word. It's all about his will for our life. And that is found in his word. So God wants us to know that we have to meditate on his word day and night. We have to continue to keep reading his word and we got to continue to keep getting it in. When I tell you I read this <laughs> I read this uh this these verses like over and over and over and over and over. And that's the only way. And that's meditating on it. You're reading it over and over and over and it's and it's and you're doing it constantly and it's in your it's on your fore mind it's on the front of your mind amen um so let's go to Ephesians 5 and 5 and I'm going to uh paraphrase a little bit here 
So God wants us to know that no whoremonger nor unclean person will inherit the kingdom of God in Christ. No unclean person. Now, you look and you say, well, I'm not unclean. Well, guess what? You are unclean if the word is not in you. You are unclean. If the word is not abiding in you and you abiding in the word and the word is on your foremind and you are moving in the word and you are doing what the word tells you to do, you are unclean. This is what the word of God tells us. So whatever your adjustments are that you need to make and whatever my adjustments are that I need to make. God has revealed them to us in his word. It's then up to us to attempt to take action. Amen. And I choose to take action. Amen. And I pray you choose to take action as well. So... It all goes back to the words of Jesus. It all goes back to the word of Jesus. God do not divide his word. Neither will he ever divide his word. His word will stand. He do not divide it. So that means it's only one way. Jesus way. <laughs> he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He's the only way. So whatever Jesus said, that those words, those that's the way. And that's what we need to seek his way. Amen. So Jesus said to his disciples in John 15 and 3. Let's go there. John 15 and 3. It's important for us to just go to the word and read it because as much when we read it. It has a tendency to kind of stay in our mind if we continue to, if we allow it to. I noticed that too. You have to allow the word to dwell in you richly. You have to continue to um, be open, have your heart open, have your mind open to, to, to suck in <laughs> and take in the word and keep it, amen, with you. Jesus said to his disciples, 15 and 3, ye are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Now, what did it say? It says, no unclean person will enter into the kingdom of God. No unclean, right? But Jesus comes and says this, ye are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Meaning he said this to his disciples, because his disciples was going to live. They were going to live his word. And, God, and Jesus knew that. Jesus knew they were going to live his word. His disciples. They went through so much. So much. But they lived out God's word. And they did what God told. What Jesus had told them to do. They did it. They lived it. Those was apostles. Those was prophets. They lived it. 
And that's what Jesus wants for us to do. We have to follow suit. We are of the kingdom. Well, we are of um, our father Abraham's seed. Amen. And God promised Abraham. And God made good on his promise to Abraham. We have to do our part. Amen. And this is the only way that we will be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, as I was ending this, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, I, I was I was moving around my Bible, like not moving around. Well, I actually, I did move it from one place to another and it fell on this scripture. And I and I read it because and I this was so crazy. This I know it was the Holy Spirit because I was just thinking of it. As I was reading this, I was thinking about the scripture. Because if you notice when you're when you're reading God's word, he may give you another scripture. Because his word always corresponds with, with each other. <laughs> so as I was reading this, I was getting another scripture was playing in my mind. And that scripture Somebody had called me on the phone as I was reading reading this. Somebody called me on the phone and I went on and picked up. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm busy. You know, right now I was in the middle of something and I was reading my Bible. And so after I got off the phone, there was that scripture sitting right there. And I was like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because that was the scripture that I was going to be going to right before the phone had run. Because it was uh, on my mind as I was reading. Okay, so John 17 and 20. <clears throat> John 17 and 20. <clears throat> Excuse me. John 17 and 20. Here we go. Okay, so John seventeen twenty. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Who was he talking about? He said, neither pray I for these alone. So Jesus was, was praying to the Father. And he was telling the Father that he's not only praying... For these alone, talk, speaking of his disciples, but of them which would that would believe on me through their word. So through the disciples word, he was also praying for us because we was them uh, that he was praying for. That we would believe through his disciples word. Because remember, he told them, he asked Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? That after he asked them that, he said, feed my sheep. So he was, he was praying for his disciples, but he also included us in this prayer as well. 21 says, okay, so met us, St. John 17, 20, 21, I'm reading 21, that they may all be one as as thou father are in me and i in thee 
that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou have sent me. And the the glory which thy giveth me, I give unto them. That they may be one as we are one. You see that? So Jesus prayed for us. He prayed for us. Amen. He prayed for us. Glory to God. Have a blessed, prosperous day in the Lord. I'm excited. I'm, I feel the excitement already. <laughs> Have a blessed, prosperous day in the Lord. And remember to share this podcast and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Glory, glory. Hi, I just wanted to come and say that I know that my episodes are pretty lengthy, but slow and steady wins the race. Okay, we are eating of the flesh of Jesus and drinking of the blood of Jesus. We are looking into his word. We are seeking. We are being fed. Okay, food for our soul, and we cannot hurry that process. We cannot hurry that process. So, slow and steady wins the race. We cannot be in such a hurry that we are so ready to get out of the presence of God and get out of the Word of God. And if we are in such a hurry and we're like microwave popcorn type, we are never going to get what God intended for us to get. Jesus said in John 6 and 56, He that eateth my flesh and drink of my blood dwell in me and I in him. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of The Perfect Will of God. We are in Matthew 8. We are in Matthew 8. And we are going to 14. And when Jesus was come unto Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick with a fever. And he touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose. And ministered unto them. 16. And when evening was come. They brought unto him many. That were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits. With his word. And healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord God cast out these spirits. With his word. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God loves us. He loves us and he cares deeply for us. Have a blessed, blessed, prosperous day in the Lord. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Share this podcast and be a blessing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of God's Perfect Will. We are going to be looking into some scriptures on making some adjustments to our life. Adjusting our lives to God's will. Amen. So God is revealing his way to us. As I said on the last podcast, God has a way. And his way is true. His way is true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So whatever Jesus has let us know is what we have to make adjustments in our life to do. Amen? So we're going to be talking about praying and fasting. Praying and fasting goes together. It's best to do both together. Amen? Praying and fasting. Um, so I want to start off by saying this because I thought about this. I remember um, it was it was a while a little while ago back not too long ago that my sister she sent me um she sent me a link to she wanted me to hear a message that she had heard previously previously and she wanted me to hear it um and i think she went to i think she even went to a um to a um like a a I don't know what it was. I think it was kind of a. I think it was a deliverance service, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it was, a deliverance service. And um, I wasn't able to go, but she had sent me the link to click on that and and to just kind of listen to what was what was said in there in the um, there. And um, as the lady that was. Um, as she was as she was uh like preaching and she was kind of telling about everything um everything was was sounding really good it was very encouraging everything you know and it everything made sense until she got to this one part where she was like if you don't love if you don't she said if you don't fast then you don't love god and i was like well, I was really offended. You know, I was like, hmm? I said, what she mean? Why she say that? I was really offended. And I was like, mm-mm, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, what she mean? I love the Lord. Like, what she mean? How can she just say that? You know, and I'm like, I didn't understand why she said that. And I, at that time, I was really struggling with fasting. I was really struggling with that. 
it was like a thing that I was just like, maybe it's not for me, you know, maybe that's just for them to do, you know, maybe, you know, you know, it, it, I struggled really, really hard with it. I'll just be honest. I really did. And now that I, you know, I've, I've, uh, studied more of God's word and, and really, you know, dug into that thing (laughs) into the fasting and um and so you know it took me a long time i'm not gonna say i it happened overnight or anything it kind of took me a while to to do it after kept trying to do it and messing up and you know and and getting back up and doing it again and messing up and you know i was like ah but it didn't start being like I ain't going to say easy, but, you know, where I can be able to really do it um, until I begin to start praying. My my prayer life got better. Um, I'm, I'm more in God's word. And, you know, now fasting is it's not like it, you know, it's not, it didn't, it's not how it it looked to me before I just <laughs> trying to explain myself, but it, it, it was, it's, it was, it's not the way, you know, it looked back then. It seemed like it was just like, Oh, like I can't do it. And, you know, and this, this and another, but anyway, I just wanted to say that cause that was kind of my testimony on, you know, me beginning to, um, to, to fast right so um it started out where i was doing a little fasting here a little bit here there and then it was like okay i have to do it like i'm going to set days that i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it you know and i and i was determined i'm going to do it on these days and so i picked two days out of the week and on those days I would fast like right and so I would just do that and in the, in that time that I would do that I would be reading my bible and I would be praying and I would just be like okay just really keeping my mind on the lord as time is going forth <laughs> and before you know it boom it's time you know for me to end my fast so it's just you know it's 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 it's, it def it definitely is discipline but you're praying and you are fasting and you are doing it unto the lord that's the most important part that you are doing it unto the lord okay you don't have any other motives behind it but really just doing it for the lord amen and really get using that time to really get in his word and um and everything so that's what we're about to do let's go to psalms 35 13 and 14 psalms 35 14 13 and 14 okay psalms 35 13 and 14 amen it says but as for me when they were sick my clothes my clothing was sackcloth 
sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned unto my own bosom. Amen. So when I look at this scripture, it's telling exactly what his motive was for fasting. He fasted because of sickness. Amen. But while he was fasting, he humbled his soul. Amen. With fasting and prayer. Amen. So that's the first thing that we want to do. And that's the first thing that you're going to notice is that you're humbling yourself. You're humbling yourself with fasting. Isaiah 58 and 6. Let's go to Isaiah 58 and 6. Is this not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of the wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke? Amen. Now, what is he saying? What is his motive for fasting? He's fasting to loose the bands of the wicked. That's exactly what fasting does. Fasting, when you fast, it looses the bands of the wicked. And it undo the heavy burdens. And it lets the oppressed go free. And it breaks yokes. So do you see how fruitful fasting is? Amen. Fasting is very fruitful. Amen. So with me fasting, what it did was it broke some things. It broke some things. And that I do notice. I noticed that it broke some things. Because not no longer am I struggling with fasting. I'm no I'm no longer struggling with it. Amen. I am not struggling with it. Glory to God. Cause those bands have been broken. Glory to God. And I'm no longer heavy burden with the burden of feeling like I can't do it and that it was only for certain ones. Amen. So that's what we, that is why the Lord tells us to fast because of what it does for us. Amen. Because what you are doing is you are denying the flesh, right? And you are feeding your soul. So when I begin to feed my soul the way I need it to feed my soul, as I am starving out my flesh, I was being fed and it started to break those 
chains. It began to break in uh, the 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 burdens in the in the bands of the wicked. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Matthew seventeen and twenty one. We're gonna go to Matthew seventeen and twenty one. Matthew 17 and 21 says, How be it, this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now you remember, if you read Matthew, that Jesus um, had told his disciples to, to go and cast out demons and cast out unclean spirits and they went to a little boy to do that to 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 cast out the the unclean spirit out of the little boy okay and when his disciples went to do that they noticed that it it was they couldn't do it um and Jesus, and they came back and they asked, they asked him, said, Lord, you know, why couldn't we cast out from him the evil spirit, the unclean spirit from him? And that's when Jesus told them that this kind goes out only but by prayer and fasting. Amen. So as you can see, there had to be, it, it had to be an adjustment done. Amen. It had to be an adjustment done. They had to pray and fast in order for this to, to go out. Amen. Glory to God. So there are some things that we have to do if we want to see, um, something happen we have to do something i always tell my children you gotta you you gotta do a thing to get a thing i always tell them that you gotta do a thing to get a thing because sometimes it, it take it's necessary just like it's necessary for us to make these adjustments in our lives it's necessary for us to pray and fast amen acts 13, 2, and 3. Let's go there. Acts 13, 2, and 3. Acts 13, 2, and 3. As they ministered, to the Lord and fast, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Bonimus, and saw for the work whereunto I have called thee. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Amen. So they 
prayed and they fast. And then they laid hands and sent them away. Amen. So, and as you notice here, it says, and fat, they ministered to the Lord and fast. And they fasted. The Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit began to speak when they fast. Amen. Amen. And that's another thing. When you're fasting and you are praying, you can hear from God much, much better when you're praying and fasting. Because when you fast and when you pray. Okay, so Jesus also told us when, when we're fasting, it's, it's done in secret. It's not something that you're supposed to tell people you're doing. Um, when you're fasting, he said, wash your face. Anoint your head. Amen. Do not look unto people as you are fasting. You know, you don't have to look with a sad face for everybody to know that you're fasting. So that was his, that's what Jesus told us about fasting. Now, when he said pray, what did he tell you to do when we pray? Jesus told us to go unto the closet. And when you have shut the door. Pray unto your father in secret and your father in secret will reward you openly. So these are the things that that Jesus have told us to do. Amen. He is the way, the truth and the life. There's no other way. <laughs> he That's why he said there's no other way unto the father but by me. So you have to do. We have to do what Jesus have told us to do. Amen. We have to. Glory to God. So they pray and they fast. And the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. Glory to God. So fasting is when we give up food or drink or both. I was just so astounded with my sister. <laughs> and I know that it was the Holy Spirit that that did that in her she fasted for 40 days and i was like you know wow and she was so little and and so but she elevated so much spiritually she's a pure a prayer warrior and she just she elevated so uh so much and and you could just tell the growth in how god is using her to be on the wall to pray and how God has given her, um, you know, he had given her even knowledge on who to pray for. And, and all, I mean, her gift is so, you know, you could see the gift on her, the gift of, uh, of God, of prayer on her. So she has answered the call to pray and, um, and so that's what fasting is. Fasting is when we give up food or drink, or like I said, both, and spend time praying, mourning, and seeking God's will. This is the will of God for our lives. This is what we're supposed to be doing. 
Amen. Glory to God. So, John disciples, you know, they fast as well. And John disciples came to Jesus one day and he said, they said to, to Jesus, why do we fast and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples fast not? And Jesus looked at him and said that there will be a day when they have to fast, but they don't have to fast now because I am with them. Is basically what he said. I'm, I'm, I'm part, uh, paraphrasing right now. I'm paraphrasing right now. So that's what he said. That's basically what he said. He said something about the bride uh, chambers and and all, but that's basically what he said. Um, so John disciples fasted and um, went without food as a sign of mourning for their sin. Because once John went into prison and um, and Jesus was there, you know, they know they knew then, you know, Jesus was the Messiah, and that they, you know, they just wanted to to uh, go without food to sh to show forth their their sorry sorrowfulness for their sin, Amen. So they did it in a, in a form of, of repenting. And that's exactly uh, what we also do it for as well. When you are fasting and praying, you are, re you are repenting as well. So fasting is one of the necessary adjustments. Amen. Jesus came as an example to show us character he came as an example to show us character so we have to look at his character and see what he did because God was very pleased with him because he said my son in whom I am well pleased Amen. So Jesus shows us the way because he is the way. Amen. So fasting also shows us humility by us humbling ourselves. Fasting also breaks yokes and brings transformation. Fasting shows true repentance. Fasting shows your desire to have a deeper relationship with God. Hallelujah. Fasting also, you're doing it in secret. Amen. You're doing it in secret. So you are, you are in the presence of God and building upon your love relationship with God. Amen. So when we fast the right way, we will see, we will see 
God's hand really began to move. Um, and we it's, it's very going to be very noticeable. So you will see you wanting to draw closer to God. You're going to see yourself wanting to draw closer to God. I want to add to that last episode about Peter's mother and how Jesus healed Peter's mother. Well, it was Peter's mother-in-law that he healed. So Peter's mother-in-law, she showed us a beautiful example to follow and minister unto all them that are sick. When, she, when, when Jesus touched her hand and the fever left her and she began to get up and minister. She, like I said, she gave us a, a, a beautiful example of what we supposed to do. Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He took sickness away from us because sin is a sickness. And he took that from us. Amen. And he began to minister. She, I'm sorry. She began to minister unto those around her. Right after Jesus touched her. And healed her. So Jesus is helping them. Who are sick. To know. To serve others. Amen. Because Jesus said. Greater works shall we do. Than these that he did. Amen. So he came to let us know that. We. Are going to do. And is doing. Great works. Amen. So because of what Jesus did, we should always look for a way to serve others. By serving others, we are serving him. That's why he said, the least you do unto them, you have done unto me. God's word healed the sick. Okay, so following Jesus is not, it's not always easy. It is at a great cost. It will cost us some things. It will cost us some things that we want. That this flesh wants. It will cost us friendships. It will cost us our time. It will cost us these treasured habits that we have. That we like doing. It will cost us some things. But these things that it's costing us has no value. It has no reward to any of these things. There's no reward. But with Jesus, there are eternal, incredible rewards. Amen. Incredible rewards. With Jesus. Amen. 
God wants us to focus on our spiritual health as well as our natural health. He wants us to focus more on our spiritual health. It's funny how we think about how we pray that God will heal our loved ones from sickness. And we may be praying that he heal one one of our loved ones from a disease or something that they have uh, infirmity in their body. And then while we're praying for that, he heals uh, another family member. A spiritual healing. He may save a one of your your other siblings. Amen. Because Jesus don't want us to just be physically healed. He want us to be spiritually healed as well. There are spiritual there are some spiritual healing that need to take place way before any physical healing take place because if you look at this Jesus he 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 know that our physical healing is important to us he know how much we we pray to him about that but Jesus is not so much uh, concern about our physical healing. He's more concerned about our spiritual healing. Amen. And that is why he said, by his stripes, we are healed. We are truly healed spiritually. Spiritually, we are healed. This is where Jesus' focus is. is. Amen. Now, I'm going to do uh, another separate episode on one, actually two which is in one. <laughs> they kind of both goes together. You have to do one with the other one. But I'm going to come back and do a segment on uh, on one of the necessary adjustments to doing things God's way. Amen. To doing things God's way. And... Um, that would be on the next segment. So thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed, prosperous day in the Lord. And remember to share this podcast and be a blessing.